Hey, uh, it's good to laugh in the church. It's good. Um, we're three weeks into a series on joy. Um, uh, first week, we talked about Jesus being on our boat, that we invite Jesus onto our boat, both, both personally um, and together as a church. Um, and not only is Jesus on our boat, but he is our captain. Uh, week two, last week, was all around um, where does our joy come from? Uh, it comes from Jesus. That's where our joy comes from. It comes from having a personal relationship with him. Um, even in the midst of our challenging times and our circumstances, our joy comes from our secure relationship with Jesus and the knowledge that we have in his saving power. Isn't that cool? Um, this week, uh, it's quite fitting we just sang a song about fighting. Um, this week we're going to have a, a church fight. No, we're not. Um, no, no, we're not going to have a church fight. This week, um, we're talking about fighting. How do we fight? How do we fight for this joy that I'm talking about? This joy that God gives us, sometimes we have to fight for it because it's not just always there. What do I mean by this? Sometimes it's hard to see joy um, in the midst of our circumstances and where we are. Sometimes it all just seems too much. Um, but there are some steps that we can take as a church to ensure that our joy is not stripped or stolen away. Jesus promises us joy. Uh, if you read the, the little blurb this morning, our little condensed um, thing, I sent that out because I wanted people to be able to uh, watch online with our links um, and our notices this week. Um, I shared around John 15 verse 11 and it says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be with you and that your joy may be full. Ultimately, um, our fullness of joy won't come until we get to be with the Father in heaven. That is ultimate joy. So the joy that awaits us. Um, but Jesus now wants us to live in that same way, in the joy of his presence that he has with us. In Psalm 16 verse 11 it says, In your presence there is a fullness of joy. You know, like I said, a fullness of joy awaits us in heaven. But God wants us to have a taste of this joy here in this life. So I want to start with a little story, um, a story of a time where I had to fight for joy. Um, I used to work at the warehouse um, back in the day when it was a bit smaller than it is um, now. And uh, one of my roles there was, um, was I was a team leader, as a, was a manager um, of a night field team. So we would start our night at 8.30 at night, um, and we'd work through to 4.30 in the morning. Um, that's when your best sleep happens for most people. Uh, but for us, that's when we were awake and we got to, um, to go and restock the shelves, clean the store, um, and do a whole bunch of other things, um, and have a heap of fun. Um, my team was awesome, we worked really well together, and um, we were, we were um, rocking out some good performance things. Um, part of this um, story, there was a, um, a person that came into our, into our midst as a, as a management team um, who I really clashed with. Um, I didn't clash with this person because of their ambitions or their dreams for, um, for the store. Um, I clashed because of the moral code that I have um, in Jesus Christ. Um, they challenged my faith, not in a way where they denounced Jesus and not in a way where they um, even uh, told me I was wrong for believing in Jesus, but they ripped to the core of me through lies 
and deception. They told lies about me. They uh, made up stories and false uh, things around me and my team. Um, it was an, a, at an attempt for us to just fall in line with some things that were happening that, that we as a team didn't agree to. It hurt. It was frustrating. And I found it really hard. Um, I'd go home. I was living at my granddad's house at the time. Um, he had passed away, and so I was living by myself. And I'd go home at 4.30 in the morning, and uh, I would cry myself to sleep. One was because I was pretty exhausted at 4.30 in the morning. But the second was I just had this weight, this weight of lies sitting on top of me. I'd wake up um, in the morning, which sometimes was midday, um, and uh, get ready to start the day again, not knowing what was um, ahead of me. So it was a challenging time for me, sitting alone in a house, uh, not knowing what to do. Luckily for me, in the midst of all of this, I had some really awesome people that were speaking into my life. And uh, one of these uh, people shared this little thing with me that I will share with you guys this morning around what does it mean for us to fight for joy in our circumstances where we may not see it, in our circumstances where our, we may be buried in the, uh, for me, buried in the lies of what, what Satan was trying to tell me through this person. For me, I had to fight for the joy in every situation. So how do we experience Christ's joy now and in these circumstances? Uh, John Piper, who is a, an American Baptist theologian, says we have to fight for it. Part of the good fight of faith. And this morning I'm going to share with you seven little steps. And I'm going to share it a little bit differently. Uh, I'm going to share each step. And each step is um, only a brief summary of what this step is. And then what I want to do for us, church, is if, if you identify with that step, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for us this morning um, that uh, in this fight of, for joy that we are looking for, if this is something that you are struggling with, um, then I'm going to pray for you this morning. Uh, and we'll see how that goes. Cool. My first, uh, my first thing that this person shared with me was uh, we need to realize that our lasting joy is found in Jesus. Um, last week I shared uh, from Hebrews chapter 12, uh, 1 and 2. Uh, and I'm going to read uh, just Hebrews 12 verse 2 to you again this morning because uh, it's so relevant to this, to this thing that I am sharing. We do not do this by keeping our... Sorry, how do we run the race with endurance that God has set before us? We do this by keeping our eyes on him, on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and he is now seated in the place of honor beside God on the throne. You see, I love this. I shared last week that Jesus' eyes were fixed on the joy. Even in the midst of his pain and his suffering, his eyes were fixed on the joy. But it calls us here to have our eyes fixed on Jesus. And when we do that, in the midst of our situations that are happening, when our eyes are fixed on Jesus, 
and then we discover that joy is from Jesus, then we understand and we realize that lasting joy is found in him. When we look to anything else but Jesus for lasting joy, we will come up empty. So this morning I want to pray. I want to pray uh, for those who are struggling to realize that long-lasting joy is found in Jesus. If that's you, uh, this morning I'm not going to ask your hands up or to stand up. Uh, it's not the response I want this morning. The response I, I would love for you this morning is as I pray these, let God speak truth and life into you. Let's pray together. Lord, give me the joy in the secret place. I pray for a joyful life. Free me from all those things that steal my joy and, and from an ineffective prayer life. Give me new insight, give me confidence, and give me faith in my prayers to you, Jesus. Help me to walk in purity and humility. You are my righteousness and my peace. Teach me, Jesus, contentment in the difficult circumstances that I face. I long for your attitude of selfless giving and choose not to complain about anything. Help me to think only that which is true, which is noble, which is right, which is pure, which is lovely, which is admirable, which is excellent, and which is, praise, and which is praiseworthy. I desire to walk in your joy and rejoice in you always, in both good and in difficult times. Help me to be joyful and to abide in the secret place with you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. My second point uh, this morning, as I mop my forehead because it's hot, uh, is we need to abide. We need to abide in Christ. We need to seek him. We need to walk with him. And we need to rest in him. And we need to trust him. In John 15, uh, 9 to 11, Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I keep my, uh, my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things, um, uh, sorry, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. You see, church, we fight the good, faith of faith, uh, fight the good fight of faith by seeking the presence of God throughout the day. It's not just once. We need to abide in Christ. We need to abide in the love that he has for us. If we're struggling to abide in Christ this morning, this is my prayer for you. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is a fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I pray, Lord, that you will make your face to shine upon me and be gracious to me this day. Thank you that we can look to you uh, to be our counselor, to be our confidant, to be our friend, to be our father, to be our provider, and of course, to be our savior. You are amazing, and we praise your holy name. Help us to abide in you, Jesus, we pray in your name.
Amen. The third thing this morning uh, that God calls us to do when we need to fight the good fight uh, to search for joy is to take in God's word. This thing here is so powerful because it is God's words written for us. In Jeremiah 15 uh, verse 16 it says, Your words were found and I ate them. And they were words, sorry, and your words became to me a joy and a delight in my heart. You see, God's word is a conduit of joy. When we read this scripture here, when we read our Bible, it's a conduit of joy because we are seeking Jesus' face and we are taking the words of the Father. And as we uh, continue to take it in, we get to believe it and we get to obey it. And we, uh, it becomes a joy and a delight as we delight in the scriptures. His, promise, his promises give us hope His promises give us hope and make us glad. And when we use the word glad, we can use the word joy, we can use the word happy, because when we read scripture and we understand the promise of hope through Jesus Christ, we can be happy, we can be joyful, and we can be glad. You see, we fight the good fight of faith, looking for joy by studying scripture and meditating in the truths that it has for us. If you're struggling this morning to uh, believe that Scripture is God-breathed, to believe that these words are breathed from God, um, and we're struggling to read this thing, because it's hard to read sometimes, and it's hard to understand sometimes, this is my prayer for you. Lord, thank you for this time you have given me to open your word and to discover who you are. I thank you that you don't leave us in the dark about who you are and what you're doing in your world, but you have revealed yourself and will, uh, sorry, you have revealed yourself and your will through the Bible, your sacred words to us, Lord. Jesus, I need wisdom as I read your word. You promise us in James 1 that, that we only have to ask for wisdom and we will receive it. Lord, give me the wisdom I need now as I approach your word. Help me to discern the truth in this text. Help me not to rely on my own understandings, but to rely on you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for the clarity, for the encouragement, and the hope your word brings. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Number four. Almost halfway through, this is good. Number four. As we fight the good fight of joy, when we're looking for joy in the circumstances where we may not find it, one of the things um, that we need to do is we need to thank God and we need to praise Him as much as we can. And that's hard sometimes. Sometimes thanking and praising God may be one moment in your day, or thanking and praising God may be many, many, many moments in our day. But we need to thank Him as much as we can. Thank him for the spiritual blessings and the material blessings. A thankful heart is a joyful heart. When we find reason to give thanks in all of the seasons in our life, the biggest tool we have, so this is the biggest tool we have for fighting for joy, is a thankful heart. This morning, if you're finding it hard to be thankful for the things that you have, 
or the things that God has given to you, or you're finding it hard to be thankful in the circumstances that you are in, this is my prayer for you. Let's pray. Lord, teach me to be thankful in all circumstances. I want to be like the Apostle Paul, who was thankful even in the dark prison. I want to choose praise even in the difficult moments of my life. God, I want to thank you that you are using them for your good, no matter what they are. Help me to rise up to a new level of praise and thankfulness to you, Jesus. Help me to see that a thankful heart paves the way to, uh, to the joy that you have for us, Jesus. I want to glorify you um, and glorify the advancement of your kingdom through my praises, Jesus. Help me to use your word as worship to you. Jesus, I choose to walk in your peace and to listen carefully to you and to live expectantly for you. Thank you for helping me to be thankful in all circumstances of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Number five. Oh, it's hot up here this morning. Number five. Seems really simple, this one. Uh, sometimes really hard to do. Ask Jesus for joy. Wouldn't that be nice? Jesus, give me joy. Yes, woohoo! That would be really cool. Sometimes we have to fight for that. But this is a way that we can actually, in, uh, in David's psalm, in Psalm 51, verse 12, he says, Restore to me the joy of salvation. We have to ask Jesus to give us joy. You see, joy is a choice. Joy, I talked about last week that joy is a, is a choice and our attitude and a posture that we have when we seek it. And in difficult times come, we can choose to look to our circumstances or we can choose to look to the cross and remember the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And we can ask Jesus, just as like it says in Hebrews 12, for that same joy that he sees, that he saw, the same joy that he held on to as he stepped to the foot of the cross and died for us. We can ask Jesus for that joy and he can give it. We can ask, uh, we can fight the good fight of faith, looking for joy through our salvation. If we're struggling with that this morning, to ask Jesus for joy, here is my prayer for you. Dear God, we confess our need for you, for your spirit to fill our lives afresh with great joy and strength. The hard times can often leave us feeling dry and defeated. We've been weary and we've been burdened. We've struggled through for so long and it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel, Jesus. Please, please, would you give us a glimpse of your goodness again, reminding us that you have never left us and that you have promised to see us through. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Forgive us for not trusting you, for buying into the lies of the enemy, and to not focus on what is true from your word. 
Jesus, breathe your joy and your peace in our lives again. Cover us in the shadow of your wings. Shine the light of your truth over us. At the start of each day, help us to recognize you above all else. Give us eyes to see you at work, Jesus. We pray, Jesus, that you may bring joy to us in whatever season we may be in. Amen. Ah, the joy of cold water. Number six. We need to contemplate our salvation and that heaven is to come. What do I mean by that? In Luke 10 verse 20 it says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. You see, the more you spend time in God's word, meditating on his truths and praying, the more you will long to be with Jesus here on earth, but also the more you will long to be with Jesus in heaven. We can fight the good fight of faith, focusing on joy by focusing our eternal, by focusing our, our um, sorry, by putting our focus, there we go, my words, putting our focus on our eternal home and glory with Jesus Christ for all time. If we find it hard to think about salvation, the long-term thing of this joy that we have in Jesus, the joy of salvation, if we find that difficult, this is my prayer for you this morning. Lord, I confess that I don't often long to go to heaven. I'm a creature of this world, and yes, I crave worldly things and not just heavenly ones. But God, I ask that you would grow my desire, a desire in me for heaven. Help me to not be satisfied with the things of this world, but to long for a closeness with you, Jesus, and the, and the perfection of eternalness in your presence. Lord, we thank you for the hope that we have in heaven and the joy that we will have when we get there. And we thank you in your name, Jesus. Amen. The last one this morning, as we fight for joy, is we need to sometimes just tell ourselves that we need to hope in God. Sometimes we need to pick ourselves up by the scruff of the neck and we just say, actually, I have a relationship with Jesus and I need to hope in God. You see, David took himself by the collar. And he shook himself. In Psalm 42, verse 5 and 6, he said, Why are you so downcast, O my soul? And, and where are you in turmoil with me? Hope in God, for I shall again, sorry, hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. You see, David in this, in this psalm was uh, first starting by this, this posture of downcastness, of, of being uh, in turmoil. Then he changes to this hope that he has in God. He picked himself up by the scruff of his neck and he says, actually, I need to put my faith in God. And when we do that, 
Sometimes, sorry, when we do that, Jesus comes through and we can uh, see the joy that he has for us. You see, Jesus uh, came for our joy. Sometimes it's not, uh, not easy to experience, but if we continue to abide in Christ, it will be worth it. No one in heaven uh, will be saying, it wasn't worth going through what I went through down there on earth. So we need to, to not give up on our fight for joy. We need to keep fighting a good fight of joy. And sometimes we need to just search for a little bit of hope in God. And if that's you this morning, then you need to pick yourself up by the scruff of the neck and hope again in God. This is my prayer for you. Lord, help me to hear what you are saying. I am your hope over all the other voices. Lord, your word says you are the hope for the hopeless. And so I am running to you with both arms stretched out wide and I am grabbing onto you, Jesus. Fill me up with the hope and give me some t a tangible reminder today that your hope is unbreakable in our spiritual lifeline. In Hebrews 6, verse 19 and 20, God, you know the things in my heart that I, that I barely dare to hope for today. And today I give them to you. I trust them to you. And I ask that you, because I know that you can do it more than anyone ever could. And even more than I could guess, or even more than I could imagine, within the wildest dream. God, you are my hope. God, you are my hope. And I trust in you. Amen. So these seven things we must, uh, we can choose to do to fight for joy. And it doesn't mean we have to do all of these things all of the time. But in the moments where we feel like we need to press and we need to do these seven things, which are realize that our, our, realize that our lasting joy is found in Christ. We need to abide in him. We need to take in God's word. We need to thank God and we need to praise him as much as we can. Sometimes it's as simple as just asking Jesus for joy. We need to contemplate that our joy is long-term and our joy is in our salvation and that heaven is to come. And sometimes we need to pick ourselves up and just hope in a God that never fails. So this morning I want to finish with this poem. It's a, it's a poem of prayer and it was written uh, by Deborah Ann Balka and it's, from, uh, it's derived from Romans 15 and verse 13, which says, um, I pray that God, the source of all hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident, sorry, with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Here is the, the poem. God's gift of joy is our embrace, for it's brimming full with his love and his grace. Despite our troubles, joy encourages us to never give up in the God 
that we trust. God's gift of joy is such a blessing when our troubles become oppressing. It makes our hearts feel better and brighter, for joy makes our burdens seem much lighter. God's gift of joy is ours each day to choose. So give joy a try. You've got nothing to lose.